This was pretty full, bro. This is full. Chalk full. Welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome and brand and a sports podcast coming at you as we always do. We have a dynamite episode 201 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. Shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I am Brandon, and with me, as always, coming to Cab Mavio soon. Most awesome. That's right. $10, I'll make you holla. Oh, wait, wait that's, yet, that's, that's, that's wrong. Not yet. I haven't signed up. Uh, <clears throat> you know. Who's gonna Who's gonna want a fucking a, a celebratory sign off? Oh, maybe that's what I could do. I'll give you a, oh, a custom really sign off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like something that they could use for like their voicemail. Excellent. Yes, exactly. Like, you could, and you could give me a tier like X, PG thirteen, you know, NC seventeen, R, all the way down yeah. line to G rated. Yeah, you can do that one famous, really dirty one you did. Like mm-hmm. after the. Leave a message. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I want to do it, bro. All right. Um, how you how you feeling after that episode two hundred? Does it kind of feel like, you know, like it's it was like our wedding anniversary, like the big twentieth happened, and now we're just kind of moving on with our lives. We're just like, all right, yeah, it happened now. Yeah. Now now we just get up the next morning, just make a cup, <laughs> hot cup of coffee pod, and put it in there, and say, look, you know, I've been with you for four years, babe. It's going good. So go on. Doesn't mean we're phoning in after four years because we still have a jam-packed episode 201, guys. We're doing Riff from the Headlines. We're doing the College Football Championship Recap. We're going to do MAB Fixes. NFL Officiating. We're going to do Mavstradamus. Haven't done that one in a while. We're going to take a look at the QB Shuffle in the NFL. We're going to do Cam Mabio. A boy, MA's obsessed. I'm going to throw some his way. We're going to do a Neapolitan Showdown. We're doing top three cars. I don't know shit about cars. This should be fun. So if you're yeah. a gearhead, you can probably skip ahead. Uh, and then we're going to finish as we always do with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. It starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. All right, bro. College football championship. Why are we talking about that this week, brother? Oh, because last night we watched, I'm sure many of you were glued to the television, is Bama, the SEC title winner, took on the regular season champ, Georgia. And in, uh, in an all-timer, an interesting game, right? It was, it was a fun game. Yeah, it was really good. So I was figuring out, I was like, I know that you wanted to cover it. I don't watch a lot of college ball. So my game plan was like, I'll gamble on it. That'll get me in. So yes. good I call. Smart. Yeah, so being back in this time zone, I kind of didn't realize that like what time it started. So I got in like, like uh, like halfway through the first quarter, like Bam was already up by a field goal. So I was like, oh, like I, you know, I don't want to bet bet it against Bama when they already have a lead. It seemed weird. Yes. So like it honestly was me watching like the. I think it took me a little bit into the second quarter to actually place the bet because I would go like back and forth. Like I think like uh, Georgia, Georgia did tie it up with a field goal, right? They got like. They were down like six nothing, and then I think it was like six three, and then I think there was like a blocked field goal, or whatever. But anyway, yeah, with, uh, yeah in the game, uh, Georgia was favored by two and a half. But you know, 
that first half, especially no touchdown score, a low scoring game that was going to favor Alabama, right? I mean, it, it, it would have, you would have thought, actually, you would have thought it would have favored Georgia a little bit just because they're vaunted okay. defense, keeping Alabama's offense kind of at bay would have been a, a plus. Um, and, and, you know, them not turning the ball over Stenson Bennett, Georgia's quarterback, you know, the, for us, when we'll talk about it later, some of the, the pretty throws that he made in the second half, he was, he could be, he could make a bonehead play here or there. And he almost had one actually in the second half that, that could have totally cost them the chip right there. Talking about that yeah. fumble. Yeah, we'll get to that. So uh, Georgia does win for the first time since 1980, takes care of business 33 to 18. The game a lot closer than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was just like kind of two touchdowns. Yeah, a lot of points were there at the end, but like uh, that pick six at the very end. Just funny the coach telling them to like get down the entire time for like yeah. all of like the 60 yard sprint, like get down, get down, get down. Then they like finally high fives them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just like it, it really looked what was scary. So I finally did land on Georgia, thank God, on the bet. Like, uh, I think it was, and I mean, knock on, I mean, it can't be knock on wood, but the wide receiver for Alabama goes out, which is, well, let's talk about that real fast, just because that's a little break off from everything else going on. I mean, does this speak more to like these players? I, I know it's the national championship, but does this open the door when we're thinking of those players sitting? getting all the way to the national championship and the like college bowl championship series of people just not playing to, you know, take care of the professional career. Yeah. I mean, it'd be pretty hard to not play for a national championship. You know, you could make an argument about the length of the schedule of playing 15 games. That's basically what Bama played. They went 13 and two, and that's a, you know, that's basically an NFL schedule playing in the sec where that's big boy football. I mean, that's like, you know, they churn out a lot of NFL players. So it's not like you're going up against scrubs, you know, all the time. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just one of those fluke injuries. The, the real interesting thing is, is John Michi, their star wide receiver went down before all of that, right. Went down in the, um, the SEC, SEC championship game. Yeah. So now you lose your top two wide receivers and this is what really, you know, you know stifled along with Georgia's defense I don't want to discredit Georgia's defense but not having their two best wide receivers is going to really limit you offensively especially it's not like it's a professional team where you know all these guys are professional athletes you're now relying on you know 18 to 19 year old kids and that's exactly what Bama was doing with with Aggie Hall and uh you know Ja'Cory Brooks it's like all right you guys really didn't play a ton and now you know biggest stage of your life like go out and make plays that's a tough spot to be in yeah there was because there's two kind of key things where you think that if Alabama has their top tier wide receivers uh, obviously it changes away like the defense and the defense is going to cover I remember two kind of key like not drops but I remember there was kind of like a, a rush on third down and I think Alabama was like uh, 15 yards out I think it was like around a third and goal led to a field goal but you see the quarterback like fall back and he just kind of does it on the the like the cut across route and yeah. it's a great like back leg throw it and like hits him right in the hands and like yeah right and he drops it yeah and Bryce that, that was at Augie Hall 84 right yeah yeah, yeah. And then, then I think there was that um that fourth quarter play where he goes uh just goes kind of yard almost reminds you of that Tua overtime throw from like uh four or five years ago but just goes like up and over and it's like thrown perfectly and you know, it's where it needs to be over that shoulder and he's got the safety beat and he just like, it hits his hand, you know, like, remember he got it with like with one hand and it just kind of, yeah, fell. that was one, that was the one where that one is, is that youthful experience inexperience or is that just like 
now's not the time to make a one-handed stab. Like, go yeah. up, go for two. They had a couple of those plays. I think that was Ja'Cory Brooks, our wide receiver. They had a couple of them where it was like, I kind of feel like, I know it's hard to, like, second-guess these guys, and I, I know I couldn't make that catch, but, like, in the end zone, I think it was on the two-point conversion, they are going for two, and he put a little bit of air, Bryce Young put a little air on it, and the guy could have, I think he could have dove to make a play at it. Oh, you know, yeah. Would, would he have oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. jacked himself up? Sure. But could, you know, it's a national championship game. And this goes into your whole point. It's like, well, how much are we considering our professional career in this? And I, I wonder, like, in the in the heat of the moment, I don't think that that plays into it. But, man, that, you know, your final game of the season, I don't know. I think you have to have, like, an to play in the SEC, you have to have, like, an air of invincibility. Like, nothing can hurt you whatsoever. So why would even sitting, you know what I mean, if you're about to play for a chip, why would that would never enter into my brain, right? Yeah, I guess that. So uh, the second half, it comes a little bit of tail of two halves. Georgia's offense just looks like it can't do anything. Like, and that's when it really got scary, especially for my bet, because I was just like, oh, like, right. they could, like their first two possessions, I think they go three and out, like right after the end of the half. And then um, they come back, uh, have to punt again. And then the disastrous take, like tries to throw it. What'd you think about that play? So it's like, I get in the grasp, like you don't want to lose that the risk reward doesn't seem worth it because you know, it's third and long anyway, you're just trying to throw it around. Like, so you're trying to save eight yards for the punt. Like you're not even like backed up that much in the end zone. The punter would have been kicking from the end zone, but would have had the same clearance that it usually does. Uh, is that mean, is that just like, is that him? Is that the heat of the moment? Is it the quarterback? Yeah. I mean, this is the, this is the thing of college, right? Where it's like either in the, the difference between college and the pros, like, in the NFL, they probably just throw that away nine times out of 10, just understanding, you know, down and distance and the situation. They're just going to get out of the pocket and just, you know, try and fire it out of, out of bounds before the guy even tackles them. Yeah. You know, the, the Stenson Bennett's just trying to make a play. And, you know, this is, this is where young guys are just like, I just got to make something happen. And to your point, it's like, oh, I'm trying, I'm, I'm, I'm actually forcing this and pushing too hard. Or I should just, you know, live to die another day or live to fight another day and just take the sack. And yeah, I'm not going to be pushed up against, you know, I'm not going to be like backing the punter up. He's still going to have enough clearance where I'm at. And I think that's just game experience and just like, you know, your adrenaline's going You're like, I'm, I can do anything uh, yeah, and, and make a play. Yeah, because you're making three different decisions, right? Like you have to go from, okay, there's no play there to throw it away. And then if the throwaway is not, if you're too late for the throwaway, then you right. just take that sack. If it was too late for the throwaway, like tries to tries to get the throwaway done, adds as he's going down, it ends up being, I don't know, I bet on Georgia. So I was definitely being like, I wasn't looking at it with unbiased eyes, but I don't it, know. To me, like it, it seemed like a little bit of, like a little bit of intention. Like if I don't see the defense defender's hands, hit the football like to me that's still a forward pass because it didn't slide out of the back of his hand he did cock it back he had control of it and then it moves forward and then it just kind of goes up that's more based on how gravity works when you're being like fun like 360 to the ground as opposed to like it's slipping out of your hand yeah that was the thing that i was a little confused on because i thought like if it didn't if it didn't come out of his hand and get batted forward and his hands moving forward and the ball's moving forward, then by and large, like that's a pass. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it skipped up in the, if it went up in the air, if it skipped three feet in front of him, he's still trying to make the pass. You know, I think we should give the, cause, cause that could have, that, that would have been a game changer giving them the ball 
late like that, like you said, Georgia's offense couldn't score. And, and, you know, the, pre, the, the, that was like a 10 point swing. Cause they George or Alabama just kicked a field goal, the possession before disappointedly. And then now gets a fucking, you know, freebie, like, all right, this is an easy touchdown uh, or another score here. And that could have been, that could have been game right there. I, and watching it, I thought like, I, I would have been interesting to watch like the betting lines in real time move when they came back from that replay as to ruling that a fumble. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. Yeah. It had to swing it by it. I mean, probably usually when you get down there inside, like the red zone, like the live betting lines kind of shut down, at least on the ones that I checked out. But yeah, I think it, I mean, to me, it had to swing it by because you, you assume field goal worst case scenario, which is what they ended up walking away with. Right. Uh, the field goal on that, which was, uh, which is fine. But yeah, yeah. I would guess, I would guess probably like two and a half points. Like, yeah. And, and I also think like you should also, the, refs should kind of take in the players energies on those plays too right like the defender the alabama defender that was like nonchalantly just like scooped the ball like he wasn't he didn't think that was a a fumble you know what i mean nobody and he was you know he had his equally of a good angle at it as the ref did he thought it was going to be ruled incomplete and he he just fortunately enough just captured the ball within like a fraction of an inch before stepping out of bounds i mean that was that's just like that's insane fortune right there yeah, was it, was that the field goal or did they get a touchdown after that? They did get a touchdown. I thought I thought that yeah, was a touchdown. They got a field goal was, beforehand. Yeah, their field goal was off, off like off that long throw and they got the field goal. Yeah, so they get that that all 10. And then this is when the our boy like um Stetson they yes. just kind of they finally take the reins off of him. Yeah, and, and he just starts firing. He came back like credit to Stetson Bennett for I think he was like three of four or four for four for basically like all 70 of those yards. Cause they just moved right yeah. downfield and then, you know, wisely um, had that, you know, that, that great like draw them off sides and just like, fuck it, just wing it. I'm going to go deep, you know, bond to the back of the end zone. And that was, that was such a huge momentum swing right there. Yeah. Cause he goes, yeah, I think on that, he, he goes three for three and then does the Aaron Rodgers, or I think he goes three for three does like a short pass a four, 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 and then goes Aaron Rodgers gets draws them off sides and then just goes yard. And yeah. they were just, Oh shit. Like we, like we really got something here. Yeah. They were cooking at that point. Uh, all right. So they take care of business. Like, obviously it, it just to me, was this a late start for Georgia being able to take over this game? Like, is this just Alabama not being able to keep up against this defense? Like what was it that actually just let Georgia, I still don't even think it ran away with it, but, you know, just kind of put the game in, in control underneath their hands. Yeah. I mean, they were, you know, they, they were able, able to overcome a little adversity as we just talked about, they were able to hang around. They had, they had uh, more explosive plays. Uh, James Cook had that big 67 yarder. That was a big momentum play. Like they were able to find, you know, they're as good as Alabama is, defensively they were awesome i mean they were were really uh, yeah let's not forget like two huge things so uh you know hold them to the field goal in the red zone that first time after that long play in the second half was huge the blocked field goal in the first half yeah oh yeah very good good call yeah so the fact that they're holding i mean that's like six that's that's four that they probably should have got that touchdown so that's seven points like they're holding them off the board so it's almost like that georgia defense was just like 
we, we can keep him, we can keep him at bay as long as we can, but like, let's see you guys get going. And then finally on that third possession after Alabama scores a touchdown, like we really see Georgia's offense kind of like come out and fire, like they're ready to mm-hmm. go. And that's the thing. And that's, that's like, you know, championship football when it's like the, when the chips are down and you need a play like championship teams, find a way to make that play. Even when you're backed up against it and you're going against a fucking Alabama team, they're like, th- those guys were not scared. They weren't intimidated, even though they got the fucking doors blown them off in the SEC championship game. You know, I think that that almost, you know, served in their favor of Georgia because they came in focused. We know they whipped on our boys in blue in, in Michigan and they were fucking, they're, you know, men possessed. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was a good game. I mean, I think if you enjoy college football, um, you enjoyed the game for sure. Um, I don't know if it's going to go down as like a, you know, a classic all timer, but it was, it was a pretty good one. It's, it was better than average. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, it's for those defensive lovers, right? Like if yeah. you love defense, like if you really kind of watch like two just upper echelon defenses go at it, then, and you know, and that's so much of a different thing than like incompetent offenses. Like you got smart coaching, smart offenses going against like these awesome D's. So like, I don't watch a lot of college football, but I, I really, I enjoy that game a lot, especially because I know dogs. Cha-ching. <laughs> uh, we'll close with this real fast. If these guys had to play like a third time, who wins the rubber match? Uh, I would, I mean, if it's, you know, with everyone getting healthy for Alabama, um, I, I would give the slight edge to, to Alabama and the rubber match. Um, but right now, if they're to play like a week from now, it's Georgia. I think it's Georgia. All right. One thing that I really did enjoy that brings us to MAB fixes was that college football officiate. Let's talk about it. Break time. All right. NFL officiating. So here's what I noticed, not watching a lot of college football, just a lot less flags. Is this true? Less flags in college football than there is in pro football. Um, there's definitely like fewer replays that's for sure but yes it feels like there's more or there's less there were less flags not to say that college refs can't take over a game but it just felt like in this game they're like we'll let these guys play it out although they they did not have they weren't without controversial calls you know sure no not at all uh was it i mean are these two like just kind of disciplined teams or like, would you say that it's just really because here's like going through it's like what well, we had like two holding calls, maybe three. We had, um, I think only one PI. We had, I think we had two PIs actually, but yeah. we had one PI that was definitely like, uh, a smart that was PI. that was a, that was a smart one. That one's knowing yeah. the college rules, which is a spot file, uh, or a, a 15 yeah. yard or not a spot file. So they, the guy's like, fuck it, I'm beat, I'm just gonna drag this guy down. Yeah, no, no egregious uh, personal fouls. I mean, there are a couple for, you know, they really want to protect, like hitting the quarterback in the face and all the replays that I saw on those, like made sense. Like it was just, and you know, some offsides scattered here and there. Here's my big thing. Like what I see in the NFL is it just feels like every time in the second half of the game's close and it's like third and eight, third and long, and you go to that pass play, like you're, you're going to see a, you're going to see a flag. Right. Just like you're, you're waiting for that flash of yellow, like on the bottom screen right there like where the score is every time on a pump return you're gonna see a flag if it's not fair caught he tries to run it back yeah yeah well just thinking back at uh, well the chiefs game we talked about it you know <laughs> right there at the at the at the goal line like three of the biggest plays there were flags on it some warranted but they missed they even missed like a 
there are the Cincinnati's offensive line going offside. So it's not like they were like getting it all right and dealing aces. They were just like, all right, well, that's what I think it's in this moment. And it's like, man, it's, it's, it can be tough to watch at times. It can be, yeah, very, very tough to watch, especially from a gambling thing. So here's my thing. All right. I mean, it's called the segment's called fixes. It's not called like MAB bitches. So here's my salt. <laughs> so here's, here's the reason you throw a flag, right? It's for two things, two reasons. You either cheated in a way that it alters the outcome of what the play would have been, or it's for player safety. Like, you know, obviously like, uh, like a holding, like a defensive lineman to open up a hole for the running back to get through like that, like a uh, roughing the quarterbacks. Like we want to mm-hmm. do that because, or like chop blocks, even mm-hmm. if it's away from the play, those should be the only things we're flagging. If it's a hold away from the fucking kick return, if there's a kick return and the hold goes on the other side of the field and I get we're bringing judgment into it, but it wouldn't have affected the outcome of the play, swallow the fucking flag. If it is, if it's defensive holding or you want to call like a pass interference, but it's against a slot receiver and the quarterback immediately like throws a fade to the wide receiver, like on left side, like just, we got to start swallowing these fucking flags. We got to let them get like a little bit more physical. And also yeah, we, need yeah. a, we need a second version of PI. I'm fine with spot foul because of the pros has got it. It's way too valuable for the defender to like, if he's beat to just like tackle the guy for 15 yards, but there should be like, we used to have with face mask, which there's like a personal foul face mask. And then like a five yard face mask. Like we need like a PI, like egregious, like alter the course of the thing, or it's just like, you're getting too handsies. You need to learn your lesson, like five yard. And I feel like on that last one, that's where they were doing like the, the illegal holding, which is like a five yard penalty. Yeah versus the spot foul which that's more egregious and is that five yard is that an the that's not an automatic first down right that illegal holding it is so i would get rid of that just make it a five yarder why do you have to give them a new set of downs because we see that a lot on like fourth and short like but like fourth and three you know what i mean it's like they're not going to run for this so they're going to do like a quick slant we get them on the on the holding call automatic first down well i guess in that case it still would be five yards would be a first down anyways but let's say right. fourth and six you know what i'm saying it's like no that's what makes it worse is, is like a fucking you know uh, a third and 16 yeah and you get flagged for like the five yard like defensive holding and it's automatic first down yeah okay yeah that's a better example i just went through like four <laughs> shitty examples to get to right. your one good one but yes <laughs> Yeah, you just need to walk the ball back the other let's, way. Let's do an MAB fixes me and my <laughs> examples. Uh, so that's just what I want. Like, just a, we need a lot less flags. Like on punt on punt returns, like either get rid of the punt return or like it's just there's it's not the player's fault. There's something broken in the game if we're getting flags on the same sort of plays like 70, 80% of the time. Then we need to protect the game, restructure something because, you know, if there was – if there's a place that you shot from like in the NBA where like you always got fouled or whatever, like you would just be like, all right, we need to fix this for the game because. You know, well, it's, it's, it's the, it's exactly yeah, that. Exactly. It's the, it's the Durant, like yeah. your hands down and I'm going to swing my arms up with the ball into your hand and try and force a shot. And I'm going to get a foul. That's it's the Trey young. young. I'm going to like stop in midair and kind of like go back, like in my yeah. jump shot, I'm like James Harden. Yeah. So we, I, we, I, yes, I, you see what they say? Like they're, their solve wasn't penalize it more egregiously so nobody wants to do it. Their solve was just like, we're gonna fucking like not make this a fucking foul anymore. Yeah. It's interesting because it's it's one of those things like I definitely like the player safety. Like I almost think that that should be like there should be a hierarchy in it. Like play us play player safety number one, throw a flag no matter what, away from the ball, away from yeah. the play, away from anything, throw it. Um, but then yes, now here's the thing that I was gonna play devil's advocate on. 
Nice. And, and nice <laughs> is, um, so, you know, the game happens at a fucking hyper speed. So how is the ref to assume that I could get like the, the holding well far away from the kick return or the punt return, yeah. but how are they to assume that that might not impact the game? If they're just seeing that, you know, fourth and, or, you know, fourth and five, they're going for the qu- quick slant and the quarterback decides to go over the top and throw it deep. Yeah. They're still saying that foul there. And yeah, well, I think I think we've seen refs pick up the flags before. This could just be more of a thing like an uncatchable ball situation. Like it can be like your reaction knee jerk can be like throw the flag, but then you could be it would be the same thing with my fucking underthrown balls. P.I. Yeah, I can get rid of like the rest can throw it and then be like, you know what? It was underthrown like a receiver, like uh, the quarterback the quarterback's throw deviated from the plan of the route or however they want to read it and just like pick it up or it's just like massively underthrown or it's un it's uncatchable like the under right right that clicks that quick slant the quarterback didn't even look at him exactly he just turned and threw it right over the top it's going to put a little bit more pressure on on those guys to watch like the intention of the play but i'm, I'm i like it I, I think that's a fair solve just pick it up we should, I wish we'd do a lot more of that, just picking it up, quite honestly. Yeah, it's always a good thing. Like, I always get more confident in the ref crew when they can pick it up because I'm okay if your knee jerk is to like throw the flag. I, because right. you can't, because the only, th- the only thing that's worse than like a flag is like throwing a super late flag because you're just like, what, well, you got to fucking think about this? Like, do you know what? Oh, uh, there's, yes, that should be fucking outlawed. Like, the fucking, and I get it, it's human nature, but the fans should not influence you by booing and being like, oh, shit, I guess that was. So, or like there the wide goes. receiver, yeah, like stomping his feet, like begging for the flag yeah. and like, the flag. Okay, we got to do, we got to do something. I mean, add more games, add more flags. They need to solve. So, my solve is the simplest thing. The simplest takeaway now. I know we got to baby step this. Is if it's not putting a player's health in jeopardy and the penalty happens away from the play, swallow the flag. There you go. Beautiful. Well said. Executed. Uh, NFL uh, competition committee committee will be submitting this mm-hmm. for your judgment, and I'm assume assumptive 32 and 0 uh, approval. <laughs> um, all right, Master Domus. Yes, this needs, like, this needs like a ooh, like a spooky like a a, spooky like, you know chimes, like kind of like you're looking in the future. That's kind of the vibe here. <laughs> yeah, right. Me whispering, I see lion Super Bowl <laughs> in the future. <laughs> Ooh, how far in the future looking bro yeah exactly i'll be long gone uh okay so we'll probably do this segment three times at least before next season starts as it gets closer but this might be a good button uh to end the regular season on talking about we like to talk about the qb shake ups bro yes we do so this is so we could be ahead of a lot of stuff right here i listed out some quarterbacks that could be free and then i listed out some teams that would probably be looking for qbs so let's weigh in on some things that we would love to see happen. Mm-hmm. Things that'll probably happen. I see if we're doing mm-hmm. it. All right, guys. So QBs that could be free. Let me know if you agree with these. And I'm coming out hot out of the gate. Okay. Baker Mayfield. Seeing Cleveland next year? Um, I think only because of his relatively inexpensive price tag for next year. They picked up his fifth year option option. <laughs> 18 and a half, almost 19 million dollars next year. Um 
Oh, so he they, did pick up his options. So I was thinking that he was in like renegotiation mode. Like he wanted yeah, to cut. Kind of yeah, they they picked up his fifth year option. So they they picked it up and they they owe him like nineteen million dollars a season, which for a quarterback, one year deal is you know he's basically on like a prove it deal. Let's see what we got. They've got twenty five million dollars in cap space. So my you know if I was to put a percentage on it, I'd probably say there's like a eighty percent chance that he's still in Cleveland, but you know, their window is closing and if they can move off of that or trade and you know what I'm saying? It, it all depends on what, what they owe him if they trade him. Cause I actually think that they trade him after June 1st. Like, I don't think that they owe him any of that money. So they probably have to, I mean, they obviously have to trade him to a, a suitor that has a quarterback that they'd be shipping the other way. We don't ever see like QB for QB trades. No, we don't. Yeah. This is in the NBA where it's like, you know, well, shit. We said that in the last off season, we had the Rams and 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 uh, yeah. Lions. You know, but that was like a we're moving on from you and we're restarting here. So you'd have to almost see that situation, which is like a player, a quarterback that was. Well, it have to be yeah. It would have to be someone because the Rams were like, we're making a run. Yeah, we need to dump this. Yeah. So Cleveland would be in the position to where Cleveland would have to be the team making the run. Yes. Nobody's going to be like where, so, and it's Cleveland have enough to maybe Cleveland has enough of the pieces to actually, I don't know who they are. We'll, we'll get through the rest of the quarterbacks and we'll see like, yeah. the matches where. Um, Aaron Rodgers. I think the more it kind of progresses, I know he talked a big game. I know like it's very him to be a man of his word. And the more he can like, fuck people over like more excited he gets but i don't know, I don't see him leaving this relationship in green bay yeah i don't i don't see the only thing that i see the potential one of the potential reasons is is the 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 packers are going to be deep in the hole cap space wise they're going to be 42 million dollars in the hole if they trade him a- after june 1st they save 26 million of it so that's the only kind of position to get him out of that hole um, or what ultimately what I think could happen is let's say they go on a run and they win the Super Bowl this year. Do they restructure that deal and just save a little, get a little cap savings and say, Hey, look, we'll restructure it, you know, and, uh, and try and keep them aboard and, and maybe make it a little bit more palatable for them to go back to back or try and go back to back. Yeah. I mean, I think, that, yeah, it's just be, it would be interesting. So obviously Aaron Rodgers has control of, like where he would go. So I, that makes it really like another wrinkle too, because it's not going to be anything like it's convenient for green Bay. It's somewhere that he would obviously, he's getting a little older too, where he really thinks he can make a solid run. So it's kind of like why leave green Bay? Like obviously the, you know, all is forgiven about like COVID toe and yeah. um, immune comp. I'm, I'm immune, whatever. Immunized. Yeah. Yeah. It's forgotten with the NFC championship. So I don't know, like it was fun talking about the beginning and it really did seem like something was um, rotten in Denmark there with that whole relationship. But now it kind of seems like uh, all is forgotten, especially with how, I mean, that this is just a great year to be able to play, you know, they're above mediocre, but like they're in a tier by themselves. They're the only consistent team out there. Right. Like, you throw out, like that week one loss and it's like the rest of the time, it's just like every week it's been like, oh, this is the team that, you know, that we expected like they look like themselves yeah the the week one loss and then 
immunized week, you know, where Jordan Love <laughs> took that fucking helm. Those are the only two teams where you're like, oh man, they, they look like shit. But you're like, oh, but they look like shit for a reason. It makes sense. Yes. But uh, no, yes, I'm so- two for two. I'm right there with you. I wrote down both of those names. I was like, there is a path. Like it's not a guaranteed lock. Like they'll be the court starting quarterback next year. There is a pathway to which they could not be on these, their, their prospective teams early on. So I, I like where your head's at so far. Yes. There's like, yeah. And I, I wonder if it would be, let's, let's wrap up this Aaron Rodgers thing real fast. I don't think we're going to fuck around too much with moving them around. Cause once we get to the real heart of the shake them up segments, we'll want to talk about like the real moves. Do you think he'd ever play in San Francisco? Or do you think like he's so, I do think he would like to be in California. That's why the Denver thing doesn't, I'm going to be honest, like part of it, I think is lifestyle and Denver is a cool city. Also, like, I think like he's a California kid. I think part of him wants to be like, I'm fucking tired of just like, you know, like triple goose down coats. Like I like to fucking just like throw my jean jacket, like roll out the front door like 12 months right. a year. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess the only, the, the thing would be the Trey Lance situation and, in, in you know, does San Francisco. Well, we'll now, like I have, I have San Francisco on my list as a positive, but as a shake them up, like to me, it's like, depending on how far they do they get, like if they, if Garoppolo gets, um, let's jump, we can jump there now. Yeah. If Garoppolo wins a playoff game, I mean, it's Garoppolo's job to lose, right? Started in 2022 regular season well it, or or we're looking at a if and i'm not saying this is what it is but a scenario to which they were like we drafted trey lance young or, or early in the in the first round third overall we know garoppolo was going to be that guy that was going to be kind of potentially on his way out and if we cut him we can save 25 million dollars this year and so if we if we go deep in the playoffs great if not you know no skin off our back we we cut cut them save 25 million bucks now we're up to 36 million dollars in cap space this is all under the notion that trey lance is the guy and we wanted to just just sit him get some seasoning on him and maybe we think in a in a chiefs-esque move right where we've got a coach uh in shanahan that's been to the you know the super bowl we've got some of the pieces now this guy is going to be the guy that unlocks uh, our ceiling, um, you know, from the kind of average ball game manager of Jimmy Garoppolo, a.k.a. Alex Smith. 100%. But see, that's to me, that's what's different. Like Garoppolo is a little younger and Garoppolo to me is still a little bit on the upswing. Like he puts together like a real healthy season. Like I don't, I'm not saying like the best of like Garoppolo is still about to unlock and get to like a tier one quarterback level, but it just like, I've been impressed with him this season. Like it was when he's healthy, like I was impressed with him in that Rams game. I thought like a lot, I thought it was a lot more game manager than, I don't know if it's more being able to like kind of relax on all these other weapons with like Debo Samuel and everything. It's just interesting to me. Like if, if Grapple takes San Francisco to the NFC championship game against green Bay, like, what is that? Like that gives them like five playoff wins, six playoff wins. It's got to put him in like top five quarterback, like playoff record, like in the league right now. It would just seem like it, it'd be seem he's he definitely this. Like if you think that they've seen and all I've heard, I haven't seen a ton of Trey Lance on the field. I've heard like not impressive, especially for like the trading up to get him. I know it's like the rookie year and like we mm-hmm. got to give him time. I think Garoppolo and it's just interesting which way they go. If they get close, it kind of seems like a couple steps back to be like, all right, now let's like, it just seems like an overreaction to be like, let's rebuild with Trey Lance you know, and be two years out when it could be, let's run this fucking thing back with Garoppolo again. 
Yeah. See if we can get like a first round buy. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is, is the only, the only people that know this is like the 49ers, right? So they're the only one that just like, you know, uh, a lot of people, you know, with the Chiefs thing, like, you know, although I would say you're probably right. The rumblings were a lot, you know, loftier coming out of Kansas City when when Pat Mahomes was sitting. People were like, oh, shit, this guy's for real. And they knew yeah. it right away. And I don't know. And, if also, that... and, and nobody was talking like Alex Smith could be a long term like right. solve at all. Like it was right. basically just like hitting a pause button. Like someone has to play all time QB. But then but then to make the move for Aaron Rodgers would be like, man, we 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 have this. We have to cut Garoppolo and just let him go. Cause I don't know, like, unless you're right. Oh, unless, you're right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. then we, Aaron Rodgers think doesn't make sense. I think it brought me onto the San Francisco. You're totally right. Like that's adding like a third, like, right. Like thing to this equation where it's basically all you're saying then is just like, it becomes super bowl or bust for 2022. If right. you make that Rodgers move and you're cutting like all these guys, like Garoppolo still has, you know, like another six, seven years, like Trey Lance has, you know, who, so who knows? I mean, it's yeah. like, yeah. So it's, I mean, well, I think worst case scenario, San Francisco, when a couple of playoff games, they're in a really healthy spot deciding on what they want to do. And I just think it's a tough decision, but at least they will have, I think they have a trade piece with Garoppolo if they want to go ahead and make Lance the future. Although I don't, I just don't think trade Lance is a, is a or, or the, or the other way is, is they, they trade Lance and they sit there and go, look, like we're going to go, you know, above average game manager with Garoppolo. Because as we talked about it, like, is it the 49er system? Is it just next man up? These guys, like, they just backfill with guys. They come out of nowhere and they fucking make plays. Yeah. And and it's like maybe, you know, maybe Garoppolo is like a, you know, as a, like, uh, you know, beauty is he in the eye of the beholder. Maybe on some teams, he's not going to be dog shit. But in the right situation and in the San Francisco thing, like he can, it plays to his strengths and he plays well there. You know, it could just be a good fit. If you're the Cleveland Browns, would you want to start Garoppolo or Baker Mayfield? Oh my God. Um, I mean, Baker is like four years younger than him. Just one year, next year. Next year? Oh, just, just one year next year? Probably Jimmy G. With all you know, with all the th- with all the running backs that they have back in Cleveland, like I think, yeah, seems a solid running game, a solid running game, and a solid offensive line. Like Jimmy G is going to make the two or three throws he needs every game to do it. Uh, okay, Russell Wilson. Ooh. He's uh, now this is you know we did like eighty percent state, so I think we have Baby, Baker Mayfield eighty percent. I like that. Aaron Rodgers, I think we're around eighty percent on that. Garoppolo, Lance, uh, we have to see how the postseason says, but I don't think they start next season with both of those guys. Uh, let's move right. on to Russell Wilson. I got Russell Wilson like 5% chance of staying in Seattle. It's over in Seattle, right? This thing's done. Uh, oh, man, that's a, that's, a, that's a big call. I like, where, I like that you're coming out hot. Um, <laughs> I just don't know. Yeah, I mean, are they, are they going to rebuild? I mean, they got $40 million in cap space heading into next year. I just don't know if I can see them like actively pushing this guy out. They've got, he's got two years left on his deal with like 37 and $40 million. So who's the team, who's the team that's making the play for him? That's, that's what I wonder. It'd have to be somebody that wants to make a move now. I think it would be like, in Atlanta, 
Uh, I don't think of Minnesota's crazy. I think if you, if they restructure, get a new coach in there, new general manager, and they're just like, we're going to move on from cousins. Like we'll never get the job done. Like it's, it's somebody that has some weapons right now that really kind of want to play that style of football where, you know, Russell Wilson's legs can kind of open it up. Does the football team in Washington, do they make a move for them? They've got cap space. They have a real crater of a hole for a quarterback and it wouldn't be insane for it'd be a big enough market for Mr. Unlimited to go to. Right. Yeah. Would, would they go, would they push it? They went seven and 10 this year. Uh, yeah. the, the year before that they made the playoffs. So they're just hanging around. They got a young defense, some young, you know, scary Terry, some, some running backs. Like to me, that's like a really desirable spot in a, in a division in the NFC East where we know it, it you, you might be able to squeeze out the, the, the NFC East title, if not for sure, I, I like a, a, you know, a, a at large bid, um, a wild card at large. March Madness is on the brain, but it's like, but can they deal with, you know, the fucking owner and that other stuff? Like, are we going to get a little like Jimmy Dolan with the Knicks? It's like, yeah, uh, all the things there, but man, I don't know if that's it's what like we're talking a, about. Like, yeah, kind of like, yeah, these bigger like tier guys that definitely control like. You know, as corny as he is, actually, that can just be a statement. Russell Wilson's corny. Yeah, he's statement corner. Done. Statement. Okay. That, that. So, <laughs> so he, he wants out, and he also, like, he wants to build a brand of some sort, you know. So he wants to be, you know, that's definitely on his mind also. So it's kind of, it's what market he's looking at also. Like, I don't hate a football team, but, you know, does it, does it sour his brand with kind of all the bullshit that swirls around that franchise? And I think it does. Like, I think that would be at least if it's between, you know, that and him going to Denver, like, it seems like it might, what would tilt him one way would be a little bit more of just um, don't want to sour that brand, like the good, good, healthy image of the, of the franchise. So I, yeah. where I like, I like, I like the fit structurally, but I think especially for Russell Wilson specifically, like all the, all the bullshit around the football team wouldn't be a fit. Do they think, do you think like the Colts could be in play for a guy like Russell Wilson after we saw Wentz kind of fall apart? It would be interesting to see. I just, I really can't. I wonder if Indianapolis like ownership even knows what they really think of Wentz. This all happened so fast. Yeah. You know, like three weeks ago, it was just like, oh, this is going to be the scariest team that everyone's talking about. Like you don't want to go up against the playoffs are going to be these Colts. And then, all of a sudden, like in a couple of weeks, it's just like they're out, and it's like, are we gonna cut Wentz? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right, right. like you seem like a like a kind of a perfect fit in that system. Like, gotta lean on the running game enough. Like, wasn't making mistakes. Like, I think like top three and lowest ints before going into that uh, week week 18 game, and now it's just like they want to cut bait and leave. I I don't know. I, I don't know if it's like if if you got wronged in such a dirty public way where you're just like we got to blow it out. But it seems like they've been chasing their tail for the last four years trying to figure out like who they are since Andrew Luck left. That at least like maybe they want to lean on just like let's get a little consistency. Let's fucking run this thing back with Reich, you know, like with uh, yeah. game with Wentz. So I, it seems like a little reactionary right now. Like given off season. And I think maybe stick with Wentz. That's good. I mean, yes. I mean, that's the thing is, is I saw great point because you're just, you're like, you have no identity if you just go to the drawing board again. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, if there is, if we'll play this Bill Simmons game, if 
like who hangs up first like the colts or the seahawks if they're if they're making it if they're making a swap or a trade or something like that yeah i think the seahawks are i uh, i think the colts hang up first the colts but the colts really think about it i think the seahawks like just the, i think the seahawks are ready to move on yeah, I mean, and it's not just because maybe if there wasn't kind of this the awkward way that Russell Wilson handled like last offseason about like wanting to move on, like it not being a fit and stuff. But I think especially like you have that you have, you know, just uh, kind of their subpar record this year, like that franchise used to be able to like kick ass with them. I think everyone's just like moving, ready to go. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's see, I, I'm trying to figure out and we'll talk more about this, like you said. But I'm there will be a domino effect, and I'm just trying to figure out like yeah. what's the first domino, and where, what's the first spot that that's going to get filled, and then we're going to see much like some of these head coaching positions, like it's all going to start to kind of run pretty quick after that. Yeah, because I mean, I to bring up my Vikings, you know, I really can see I have a coin flip. I could see new management coming in there and want to make a move on somebody, and like cutting cousins and does someone make a move for cousins like is cousins good enough for denver you know like can cousins land see that's that's the thing that i was thinking of i was like that is the perfect like because you you got to look at some of these teams too in like the nfl draft like a denver right they draft ninth overall you know and i don't know if like i don't know if there's that guy in the draft quarterback wise you know, and if you're sitting there at seven and 10 in a division and you kind of felt like you were competing, you dropped your last thing, your last three or four games coming into the, you know, the end of the season here, you were sitting at 500 and now you finished way under 500 is the quarterback, you know, is, is getting a Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh or a Matt Corral. Is that going to change? Especially, the, the, I know. And especially look at who we're talking about, man. The Broncos are already like soured and eyeball fucked as being like the worst <laughs> right, fucking right. team to pick quarterbacks. They don't want to do that anymore. I think they have to, and there's enough young talent there and that defense is fired up enough. Like I would, you know, I, I mean, they could use a little bit more like weapon wise, but you know, like their running games fucking solid. And they just went and found like, you know, a Garoppolo, like, like a cousins. I think you got to make a move on somebody that's already been established. Cause going yeah. to back to the drawing board ain't going to fucking work. So they've got to, They've got to trade. The Vikings have to trade Cousins. So whoever the the new GM comes in, he's going to come in with sixteen million in the hole on their cap space uh, next season. Kirk Cousins is going to be owed a, an astonishing forty five million dollars, which is that's, that's, that's a high. that's a <laughs> right. Uh, sounds high. I think you're right. Sounds a little high. Yeah. So, but if you trade him post June 1st, you save $35 million in cap space. Now, I don't know. That means you got to find somebody unless they restructure the deal with 50 plus million dollars in, in, in cap space. There's very few teams that are out there that have that. Let me ask, let me ask a couple. Here, here's here's some landing spots I could see. Do the do the Broncos have it? No, the Broncos have like uh, the Broncos have forty two, but they could they could get there. They could restructure, cut some players, move some things around. Uh, you know, I'm not a captologist, but I bet you they could find a way to get there. Get that other. Um, do the Falcons have it? Um, I'm looking quickly. I don't know because the Falcons are in the hole too. Matty yeah, Ice is. 
yeah, Falcon, that seems like such a lateral move. It, it seems yeah. like kind of the same move. Like, yes, right, right now, right now, let's say you're the Lions, uh, 2022. Uh, you get to roll out one quarterback. You either get uh, Kirk Cousins or Matt Ryan. <laughs> right, exactly. Oof, I don't know. I, I, you know, it'd be fun to watch Matt Ryan pad pad his stats late in the fourth quarter. <laughs> you know, throw fucking BBs all over the field. And then it's like, all right, he threw for 330 yards. I mean, we lost by fucking 17, <laughs> but you know, he, he dotted him up in the, in, in that prevent defense. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would, I actually think I would take Matt Ryan over Kirk cousins, quite honestly. Now that, now that I say that, uh, what about, uh, do the Panthers have the room? No, the Panthers only have 26 million in cap space. Now they would have to get rid of, can they, Darnold. can they just cut him? I believe they can. I'm just trying to see what that cut does for them. <laughs> it uh, gets a fan base excited. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, they would save. Oh, no. They only, if they cut them, they only save like a quarter of a million bucks. They got to eat $19 million, basically. They'd, they'd have to trade them. If they trade them, they save all of his salary. I don't know who the fuck's gonna trade them. Trade Ain't for them. Trade, especially yeah. for the fucking number. Okay, uh, the last thing that we haven't talked about um, that I wanted to hit on. Uh, obviously, there's Watson. Also, like we're not gonna talk about that. Nobody fucking knows what's gonna go on with him. Although I am kind of surprised that somebody just doesn't take a fucking flyer on it. Why not meet the Texans halfway? Like give them, you know, a first and a third round. If you have like, like if you are the Panthers and be like, you know, fuck it, like what else are we going to get out here? So we might as well like toss the dice. That That's what I was saying is, is like extend his deal. I was thinking the Panthers makes a lot of sense. Rules kind of on the hot seat already. So it's like, I got to fucking do something. Yeah. And I know the quarterback was an issue. You know, I think the Texans want to Russell, Russell Wilson ain't fucking going there. You know, no. like you're not, gonna get like you're not getting any big names. You're, you're in the, you're in the Mayfield cousins camp. It's the only way that you have a blue chip quarterback that's not handling his own destiny also. Right, exactly. And I don't think you're going to in-division trade for Matt Ryan in that. As much as Atlanta could care less, I don't think they're going to trade Matt Ryan to see him come waltzing down the street twice a year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Watson for the Panthers would be like, and we know the the owner is, um, you know, is, you know, is pretty aggressive and wants to, you know, wants to be aggressive in that in that new spot there as a new owner in uh carolina so yeah i mean that would be that that would be a good play for them to do just in the short term because it's like fuck it throw the shit up against the wall and let's see what happens yeah. and if they and and it works well for the texans because they they free up a bunch of cap space with that and you know maybe they think davis mills is their guy or not you know they could bring in a first-year quarterback and like look like tank again this year we're kind of starting over with an interim, you know, David, I guess David Cully wasn't an interim coach, but you know, I don't know. David Cully is going to be there long-term. So let's just find some, some let's, let's rebuild the roster a little bit. Yeah. And also like, tell me just like out of all the quarterbacks that we saw take a snap for the first time in the league this year, like Davis mills, third best, fourth best. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Davis Mills had some, especially in this last week here, you know, in a, in a game that they should have laid down. I mean, he was fucking, you know, coming out firing. The, the thing is, is he was just wildly con- inconsistent. It's like, all right. So, but you know, so was Mac Jones at a time or two. So was Zach Wilson. So, yeah. you know, yeah, I'd say you might have a little something there. So, 
you might as well move on from Watson because if he's not playing on the field, you're just paying him to hang out. So that ain't great. Yeah, someone's just got to like fucking take a chance. Why not? Especially like one of these markets that have no choice and have like looking, you know, five, six years out from like just kind of drafting correctly and growing somebody. This is like a terrible year for quarterbacks in the draft. Okay, last one. I I want you to think about what's going to happen with the Steelers, a very, you know, proud franchise. That's obviously their quarterback is going to retire. Like, I just don't see them hitting the pause button on. It's just weird seeing the Steelers rebuild. Like we just, we haven't really ever seen it. I don't remember it. Yeah. This is interesting. Like, is this something where they're going to go and like, I don't know, I guess like I was thinking about Jameis Winston, like going to the Steelers, like signing him, like we know what he can do. Is he going to stick around? Are we going to pay him a little bit more? Obviously we got to see what's going on with the ACL. Um, but here's a guy we could get like kind of on the cheap. We know what he's going to do. You know, they've got to really improve their offensive line. I mean, that's the biggest thing too, is their offensive yeah. line isn't doing anybody, anyone, any favor. So I don't see like a blue chip guy. Like I don't see like a Rogers going there because he's like, I'm going to get fucking killed there. Their defense might be awesome. But I'm going to get fucking killed. Even though they have great wide receivers, their offensive line is shit. Yeah. And I also, I kind of don't see them going like kind of patchwork super old either like i don't see them going for like like a russell wilson or like somebody that can you know just have like two to three year window like i agree like um i don't i can't picture garoppolo there because he's just not like dynamic enough I, I don't know i don't know who the perfect fit there is which just makes it it just be really weird to see like a steelers team you know just roll like when big ben got injured just kind of rolling like a, a rudolph out there and just like content on going fucking like four and thirteen could the, could the Steelers make a play? I mean, that would be a bold move for the Steelers to make a play for like a Deshaun Watson. That would be good. That would be wild. Yeah. They seem like a little like pride. I don't know. Like they do, even though we watch like Tomlin trip that, <laughs> trip that out Ravens, like, like they, they seem like to, to, to avoid, I mean, although. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I was going to say that they didn't really seem to, that okay, didn't bother. Maybe it's, too. On, maybe it's on brand. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, that's the thing is, is that's a great question. Cause you're so right. It's like, I don't think, and I don't think Tomlin has any interest in sitting there like, Oh, well, all right. So we're going to, you know, we're going to rebuild. We're going to, yeah. you know, I don't see them doing that. It's like, well, I need to compete. I need to find somebody, but I don't think it's, it's not going to be a like blue t- blue chip destination spot. So they're like, I need a like journeyman, but above average quarterback. I don't think you're going to give the keys. to like, Garden Minshew, then that'd be interesting. Oh, could you imagine the fucking the Pittsburgh Steeler fan base would go nuts for Gardner Minshew? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. They'd eat that yeah. shit up, and he'd be the king of Pittsburgh, and all those fat sixes that are running <laughs> around there. Um. All right, bro. We'll uh, we'll save the Cam Abiel. All right. Yeah, I got a lined up there for you. I got really. Oh, uh, we can go through it real fast. Let me give you this real fast. Levar yeah. Ball. Levar Ball. <gasps> Reading Rainbow Laforge. No, no, no. Love the other ball. Oh, oh, oh LeVar Ball. Oh, my God. I thought you said uh, LeVar Burton. I was yeah. like, um, LeVar Ball. Oh, man. Triple B. We got to be like $400, $500. Let's say $450. All right. He's got a lot of shoes on his hands. Needs the cash now. Shoes that never sold. 133 bucks. Oh, man. I was too. I thought he would have been. Oh, that was dumb. 
I should have, you know, triple B. I thought he would have done like maybe 333. That would have been uh, a, yeah. better on brand. Yeah. Uh, Joey Harrington. My boy, Joey. Yeah, he's on cameo. Yeah. yeah he oh, is. man. Uh, I'll go with his number in Detroit three, three dollars. <laughs> yes. Price of a long distance phone call. Uh, 49 bucks. 49 bucks. Joey, what are you doing, Joey? $49. $49. God That's almost damn. like not even get it. Like maybe it's donated to charity. I, don't know. I, I should, hope so. For the sake of these guys, I should let you know if they're donated for charity. One that I don't give a shit if you think or not, Jeremy Piven. Oh, Jeremy, Jeremy Piven. What a what a piece of work this guy has become, huh? The Piv Dog. The Piv Dog. It got a great set of hair. <laughs> I, I mentioned his hair too. I was like, the only the only comeback happening for him is his hairline somehow. <laughs> you burnt. Uh, uh, you burnt. Pevs. You burnt. Pevs. Uh, $250. 250 bucks. $400. $400? Yeah. Piven, it's not bad enough that you're going out there and make a, making a mockery of stand up comedy and pretending you're a stand up comic now. It's not bad enough that you, uh, you know, it is, bad the, enough, it is bad enough. All of it is bad. Yeah. On brand. That's I, I, is there been like a, a bigger act? Like Jeremy Piven had a real moment, like with Entourage being Ari Gold. Do you think that like that's where like art and like real life like started to blend into? And he just he just thought he was that guy for doing it for like you know seven, eight years? Yes. Yeah, and he wasn't bad in that TV show. I mean, as embarrassing as it was to watch it, I mean, there was like a time, and it was like it was yeah. amazing. But it was like, yeah, kind of moved on. I remember like he did. He was gonna do theater, and then it, he like bowed out at the last second, said he got sick or something. Like I don't know. It was just kind of like a a weird just confluence of events after this like entourage thing. Yes. And now he stand up and just I don't. Oh, I think I I sent you guys that picture right, or maybe I just sent it to. Uh, friend of the pod t-balls but there was just like this picture of him like at a baseball like go to his instagram it is insufferable <laughs> pull, up, pull up that phone right now yeah i was like I huh? mean, it's just like it's like selfies of him and like deep fucking v's like just enjoying a baseball game but it's not like a shot of the baseball game it's just like him sitting in the stands like the selfie oh man it's, a, it's just like a certain i think we've talked about this before certain age where selfies just it should be embarrassing if you're like snapping all these selfies Eight you know, seven. this is the thing that I, I don't like where it's like the staged picture of you that then you in your Instagram post, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm sitting here thinking about, you know, the, you got the big long post underneath that. It. It's like sitting here, you know, thinking about my future and where I've come. And it's like you like reading a book or like, yeah. oh, Pat, Pat Oswald had a real cringy one where he was like, taking a picture of him in front of a legal pad writing and then his pro and it's just like dude you had somebody take that picture of you and then put it up on instagram it's 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 pretty uh it's yeah, pretty pose, yeah pose, posing the candid pics yes like the worst is just like someone taking a picture it's just like uh just got i'm just totally exhausted fell asleep on the couch who took that picture of you you yeah. live by yourself like <laughs> just picture you sleeping right exactly what is that Oh my God! Look at that. Wow. Who is that? Oh, is that Cheech oh, Marin or is that fucking oh, Jeremy man. Piven? Oh man, you're in for a tough hang. Um, all right, bro, real fast. I did have this one right now, so let's rank. Um, do a lightning round of disgraced comedians. 
we have um uh, tell me rank them in cheapest to most expensive on their cameo Ooh, i like this we have uh steven renan zanzi uh the guy that steve ran is easy yeah claimed he was uh the 9-11 guy yeah yeah um david cockner recently in the news for uh dui on new year's eve oh he caught a dewey caught a dewey champ kind champ kind Um, whammo you're busted jail time um and crystalia Ooh, crystalia he's on cameo he's on cameo i thought it didn't make a dent I didn't think it made a dent, Crystalia, but I guess it does. And we're doing a cameo now. Um, okay. Lowest or highest to lowest? Uh, lowest to highest. Lowest to who's highest. cheapest? Who's most expensive? Gotcha. Um, so we got Steven Renazansi. Uh, he's the comedian guy, as you might remember from. He was on from the, the league. league. Yep. Uh, and actually, I did listen to Steve Renazizi discuss, like, kind of like, you know, basically what, a, what an idiot he was for doing that why he did it and then getting caught up in a lie it was actually really interesting to like hear from that it's still you know egregious but humanizes him a little bit and you're like okay you know Dude, it's a mistake for it, sure. yeah exactly totally sorry for it uh keckner yeah, yeah. champ kind and then chris delia um used to be uh, Ooh, so this is this is for me this is a real this is a real like race to the bottom because I don't know Keckner versus Ranazizi who's going to be lower because I, I, I don't know I don't know how much Ranazizi does television wise and like Keckner we know he does a lot of like TV and you know guest spots and things like that so we know he's got some cash rolling in so I'm going to go Ranazizi Keckner and then Crystalia is the highest that is correct you got the right order Ooh. 125 bucks. Cockner, 150. Crystal Lee going to set you back to C notes. 200, man. Yeah. And a lot of explanations on why you requested that. All right, Neapolitan <laughs> Showdown. Bring us to the jam. So let's leave it alone. Because we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. How many Delia probably has to reject like 90% of his cameos. I mean, like I, you're just like why you would, you're already getting so much shit on so many. It's like to, to open up another platform where people can just like dump on you. Like, it's yeah. just, you just gotta, you gotta go away, bro. You just gotta go away. Yeah, Read the, exactly. All right. Neapolitan showdown top three cars. You're not a car guy, right? We've covered this. I'm not a car guy. No, I like cars. I appreciate them, but I don't know shit about cars or how they work or any of that stuff we can change tires we can change oil like i grew up in a small kansas town i can do like some of the shit underneath the hood oh i'd have to watch a youtube video to change oil but i could probably figure it out yeah 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 uh and it's also like yeah my power rank is of modes of transportation it's like five it's definitely above scooter for sure (laughs) (laughs) most everything's most everything's above scooter baby uh, so I didn't get super specific. This isn't like, you know, like 69 Chevy truck fucking emerald green with four on the floor. Like it's none of that shit. Like, yeah, yeah. Number three spot is a uh, silver Mustang. I won one in college. Uh, I think when I was in college, like 2004, I thought they looked really cool. Two door had to be silver. Wanted to get it. Never did. Nice. Um, I like this. 
I like the, I like, the, I like where we're going. Super, this is all where I'm at too. So yeah. I was going to go, I, I went with uh, cars that I probably will never have. Um, but I really like this. It's a slick. I went with a very like sportsy two seater Porsche, uh, like 718, the Boxster. It's got a little like, it, it kind of has got a little of like the older James Bond, like, you know, Alfa Romeo, like a little slick, you know, you can scoot around. It's a Porsche. It gets up and goes. Um, and it's, and it's, you know, and it's, uh, I like the silver. That's the thing when you mentioned silver is, is yeah. like, I want the silver with like a tan or like red interior, you know what I mean? Drop the fucking convertible top down. Let that thing hum in the open road. So you know how to drive a stick? Uh, no, I don't, but I don't think I'm going to come with a stick. I can drive a stick if, if okay. a push comes to shove. I can, <laughs> I can muddle my way through. Can you? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Come up enough. Oh, I didn't mean to call you out of the bottom. Look at that. Stand up. Like it. Um, number two spot. I have, uh, so I, I'm going to give, uh, we got two silver cars going up against each other. Mustang versus a Porsche. I'll go by who would win in a race. Um, I believe it would be the Porsche. Yeah, but I'd fucking stall out getting out of the gates. So you you might win that one. Uh, we'll get Porsche to win. Uh, in the two spot, I have Dodge Avenger. I like this car. So when I was thinking about getting a car, being back in LA, sometimes like Dodge Charger, I really like the look of that car. But Avenger is like a little bit like smaller of a Charger. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm yeah. looking up right now. Because I know the Charger, because one of the guy that I work with has a Charger. And that's pretty slick. slick. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's good looking. I mean, like the Avenger has a little bit of like a like a Malibu feel. It's kind of like that longer. Ah. I think it's a good looking car. Yeah, it's slick. I like it. I like you. You're very much a sedan guy. You're, you know. Yeah, I've gotten more into. Although this isn't one of them. I like the the new the not the new but the Tesla the Model S's. Mm, I was wondering if you're gonna have Tesla on your list. I've been I've been kicking around the idea of getting a Tesla, although. It would probably have to be a Model 3, not a Model S. Um, Can you get, like, what's the availability of these cars? Like, are we just all going to drive Teslas one day? Can you just go out and buy a Tesla? So this is my biggest, this is my biggest, like, fear factor in the whole thing is, is one is, like, there isn't a Tesla dealership, like, anywhere close. I'd have to go two hours away to go to, like, the Tesla dealership, which makes me really nervous. Now, and I haven't done any research, so I'm sure people that are car guys or car people uh, are screaming at their you know their earbuds right now but like what what, like what's the service look like like what happens if i like i did see a guy blow up his tesla because his battery would no longer hold a charge and there was no like reasonable um uh battery replacement except for spending like twenty five thousand dollars he's like well fuck this it's basically like buying a new car i'm not gonna invest that in this car so he i guess he was like some rich guy so he just blew it up at like a like you know uh monitor demolition which i thought was funny so he bought an expensive car and then he realizes like to replace it like unlike upgrading like a laptop or sometimes like it's just cheaper to get like a whole new laptop like you can't even yeah exactly it was it was something with the battery it's like we can't even put like a new battery pack in there or something something crazy and it's like you know there's no genius bar for tesla so it's like wh- what are we doing but they are pretty fucking cool and i i i so want to have my car just drive me places yeah and this is where tesla is like this is where if they could do that dude this would be fucking sweet they do they have like this uh 
it's not a Tesla, but it'll drive you places. It's a little bit cheaper uh, monthly payments called Uber, my friend. Oh, <laughs> oh I think you're going to call. I think you're going to go bus. So no, like, <laughs> that's super cheap and it will drive you places. Um, and it has electronics on it if you, you know, bring your own iPad. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. Two spot. That was my two. What was your two? Oh, what's Tesla? Okay, cool. Um, mine was Dodge Adventure. So you win the two spot too. Oh, gotcha. Uh, I'm going with the audience votes here. Like I can just feel them him and Han about like the picks of my car. I'm going to get a bonus point because I can drive a stick. So this right is now, true. Yeah. So right now it's two to uh, 0.5. Uh, here's a, it's kind of funny that you bring up that I like sedans, my number one spot. I really want this. I know I live in LA. I don't even know if it would fit in like our parking garage space. I want a Chevy Tahoe. I want a gigantic fucking SUV. That will be, be my next vehicle. Like I want, I want a little bus. Like I just, I want it gigantic. Yes. And give I, me, and give I, me Bali, give me an expedition, like just give me something a gigantic. Yes. I do like big, big trucks. I like, even though I drive like a small little sedan right now, but that's per- primarily just for mileage and getting around for work and stuff. But um, I like where your head's at. Cause I, I've my number one car that I've told Dr. Mrs. The Kamesh that I want, I want to, Range Rover. That's what I want. Like I love like a luxury oh, okay. SUV. This is my number. I want a black, fucking black leather interior, black on black. Just fucking those things look so fucking badass coming down the road, dude. Yeah, like we started out so simple. It's just like, and now we're totally getting canceled by all the like the climate people. It's just like, give us gigantic fucking gas guzzlers. Yes, for sure, dude. I want it, and and I I like that. You know, although you know, like I saw, I think what's it called? Like the Lyric, like Cadillac has like a big SUV, like you know, electric car. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, that looks fucking cool as shit. Like some of the yeah. electric cars look cool as shit. They're just not as readily available. Um, but you know like yeah fucking give me a i do like the luxury like suvs yeah they look pretty sweet denali's up there tahoe's are up there i I did kick around an escalade but i like the uh the range rover you don't see too much you got it bro black and black very specific knows what he wants took us through progressions you win bro oh look at that you win a new Uber pass. Uber pass. All right. I'll take you anywhere you want to go (laughs) for 25 bucks. Yeah. Whatever that takes you. I get that far. Um, All right, guys. It's been MAB Sports Podcast episode 201. That's right. Starting that trek to 300. Um, I'll forget about that sign off soon enough. Don't worry about it. Um, All right. MVP of the week. Who you got, bro? Who is the tough one? I'll go with I'll go with Kirby Smart, head coach of uh, the Georgia Bulldogs, getting his first win, forty-one years. Also an alumni, played at Georgia, you know, in the SEC way back in the day. So yeah, that's pretty good. We'll give him a little MVP nod. I'll give MVP Bob Saget. Um, sad. Yeah. Untimely. Uh, and that's just real, real weird. I know staple in the comedy community. Kind of remember him growing up. Obviously, TGIF getting your full house on. So yeah, do that, guys. MAB Sports Podcast episode two hundred one. Shoot us an email at MAB Sports Podcast at gmail.com. I am Brandon. Why don't you sign yourself off? Most awesome. Ooh. Next week we'll be talking all about the QB shake 'em ups for the Detroit Lions.
parties, style, fame, she likes glamour, runway, style, fame, she likes fashion. Oh, 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 oh,